And welcome back to another episode of In the Vault, where we have the best picks, the most correct picks. We had the true week one of college football. How'd you enjoy it? I thought it was awesome. Um, as a Michigan fan, nothing but positive things to come come away from that game with. As a college football fan, honestly, nothing but positive things to come away with uh, from week one. There was a lot for college football that I think we'll get into later. You want to start with some news? Yeah, let's get to the news. All right. Uh, there's a new king of college football, and he only has eight toes. I don't know who this is. Dion. Oh, I thought he had nine toes. Oh, he had two. He had two taken out. Okay. I actually Googled it. I wanted to make sure that if I was going to make some sort of joke about this, <laughs> that it was going to be the correct number. I heard for a while they thought he was going to lose a foot. Yeah. Well, I honestly, I would rather only lose two two toes than a foot. Do we know which toes? I don't know. Losing a big toe could be a problem. Would it? Would yes. It, would that yep. be Would that be substantially different than losing your pointer toe? Uh-huh. Point. So you're saying second toe? Yeah, like hundred percent. Big toes all balance. Is it? Yeah. All right. You can't turn to the inside anymore. <laughs> you just continually turn <laughs> yeah. to the outside. Yeah. You go around in circles. <laughs> uh, so Coach Prime and his buffs took down TCU. Um, and honestly handed me quite a bit of personal retribution Saturday, uh, 50, or 45-42. Defense was optional, uh, but we do have two new stars that were born in Travis Hunter. And favorite of this podcast, Shadur Sanders. Yeah, I casually mentioned the Heisman future last week. It was, at that time, $10 to win 5050 I have not. I probably should have. Good podcaster would have seen what it, they're offering now. I think one of them was down to four, plus 4000 I saw a plus 3000 for him and Hunter. Um, but it's, on the more interesting side, I think it's Hunter because he, I believe he played 129 snaps. It's a lot of snaps. We, we've had this discussion. If Does he need to play that many snaps every single week to be in the Heisman, Heisman uh, candidate talk? I think so because they're not going to take away his defensive snaps. No, you can't do that. So, and he's going to have to put up the same kind of receiving numbers that he did in order to stay in the race. Like, if you cut his offensive snaps in half and he's down to five catches a game. Yeah. Best case scenario. That's, I mean, they just played TCU, who has now given up over 100 points in their last two games. Well, last three games, even when you guys lost to him, he scored a million points. Shootout, yeah. So, they've given up about 150 points their last three games. Yeah. And... I think it's going to be even even if he did maintain this pace, being on a team that's going to be only slightly above five hundred is still going to be very difficult to overcome. I'm not sure they're going to be slightly above five hundred even, but which is a bummer because they they may have the two most interesting players in college football. Yeah, uh, Shadour five hundred and ten yards, uh, four touchdowns. That Dylan Edwards kid, he looked Kansas. Really, he looked really good in Notre Dame colors. What? <laughs> yeah, so he. Um... For reasons that pretty much everybody listened can probably understand, he did not end up going to Notre Dame. Um, he, but he's a Kansas kid, Derby High School from down by Wichita, Kansas. Um, little guy. He, I, I mean, it seems crazy. I'm not sure he would have played for Notre Dame this year, but it sure would help did to he have that kind to of, it before. Yeah, he was committed. So we in the streets we call that a Juwan. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's the exact situation that happened. <laughs> Reading between the lines. He. Uh, yeah. He was committed. Um, because he, even before Notre Dame, he was a Kansas State commit. They flipped him. K-State fans were mad. And then he went from Notre Dame to Colorado. But he, I mean, he's a dynamic little guy. He, uh, they lined him up in the slot a lot. He had over 100 yards receiving, I believe. It was, it was a, that's a fun little trio there. I'm going to throw out a name that he reminds me of. 
Tavon Austin. Okay. Thought you were going to go with the easy Kansas connection and say like Sproles or something like oh, that I mean, or Deuce yeah, Vaughn. I, but, I could see that. Um, but but yeah. those guys were almost exclusively out of the backfield. Yeah. Tavon got it in a lot of different ways. Had a had a very athletic running mate. Um, was that Pat White? Yep. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. That that game was that game was something. And I mean, Hunter back to him. He's a true shutdown corner. Like he is. It's no fly zone over there. And then he, I believe he had eleven catches. I mean, it's just. It's tough to do. I, at one point, the uh, you know the big thermometer that they love on the sidelines, love it. The felt like was like 116 degrees. He played 129 snaps. So, and then he danced in the locker room afterwards. If he can do that, I mean, granted, a Division One, you know, FBS college season is going to take it more out of you than an FCS season. But if he did that in that heat, there's, I guess, there's no reason to think he can't be on a similar pitch count in coming games. Certainly Said it will was, be this week. I, I believe the most snaps since like the Chris Gamble, Champ Bailey era. Chris Gamble. That's who they heard in a long both time. Both those guys play both ways too. Yeah. Okay. Coming into this week, they, they go to Nebraska minus three. They're the three point favorites. They're going to lose. I, I definitely <laughs> have Nebraska, you know, give me the points, but I wouldn't be surprised if they lost this one. Hungry too. dogs. Nebraska, I mean, Nebraska had a bad loss. A bad loss. I mean, they're not good. They're not good, but... But I think they win. For Colorado, it's going to be tough to shift mindsets from the nobody believes in us, it's us against the world, to then you get the big win, and now everyone's like, Dion's the face of college football, he's changing college football, this team I mean, is loaded. that was literally on Get Up This Morning. Uh, one of them said that he is now the face of college football. Yeah, it's a complete... You don't have that us against the world anymore. And you can't really preach that, so we'll see how it goes. It'll be interesting. Uh, I, all I know is that that line, basically, as soon as the game was over, I texted you that whatever the line is on next, or whatever the line for this week is going to be, it's going to be inflated. And yep, sure it is. Like Nebraska, I'll be, Nebraska's terrible, but yeah. I'll be on the Nebraska money line. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so as one era in college football is is beginning, another one is obviously dying now, killed by a bunch of white men with pop collars and sweaters over their shoulders. Um, Dabo did his best uh, mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins impression on Monday night, getting pumped by Riley Leonard, Mike Dunleavy Jr., the rest of the Blue, Duke Blue Devils. Um, funny game. Honestly, like I don't have anything against Dabo. It's funny to see him lose. And it that game was n- at no point. At no point did you think Clemson was going to take over. You could have thought Clemson was going to win as late as maybe the fourth quarter. Some people may have put a money line bet on late. <laughs> I don't know. But as it went on and on, you know, similar to that LSU and Florida State game, like it was just one team imposing its will on the other. I'm not sure Cade Klubnick's the guy. He hasn't really ever looked good. Although DJ left and looked good yeah. <laughs> at Oregon State. So I don't know. Clemson might be in a backslide. I think they most definitely are in a backslide. I don't. I, there's only so many years that you can be a, in a backslide before you're just not in the conversation anymore. Like there's only there's only so long that you get that benefit of the doubt. Where entering the year, you're always going to be top ten regardless. We're pushing that point. Yeah, I think they're a fringe top twenty. I think they might have dropped to twenty five. I think they're a fringe top twenty five team, and all of a sudden, for my Irish, it's like you have a four week stretch of it was USC, Clemson, and. Um, Ohio State, now it's a four-week stretch of USC Duke and Ohio State. Yes, for real. <laughs> you got to be feeling fairly decent about that November 4th game. 
I might be a little more concerned about Duke right? at the yeah. end of September. I feel a little less okay about the Duke I mean, game. It's still Duke, but and openers are always like it's tough to tell a lot from opening week. This, but, this might be a decent time to hit what, whatever the the season long win total yeah. on on Clemson might not be the worst time to hit it. And it is while it's tough to tell who people are opening week, a bad loss opening week. At this is the last year. This is the case ruins your season more or less. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. All right, so we have NFL futures, NFL week one, and college football lines. I'll let you pick the order. I mean, we're talking college. Let's go straight into all right, college let's jump lines. jump right into it. All right. Um, all right, so I have one, one parlay for you. Notre Dame. Okay. Have looked absolutely untouchable so far. Haven't, Heavy competition, too. Haven't played much. <laughs> they go to, to North Carolina State. Name, name me NC State's quarterback. Mike Glennon. Phil Rivers. Six and a half points. Or excuse me, I, I, I moved it to six and a half. I think it's I think it's seven and a half. Seven and a half. The alternate line of six and a half, combine that with Bama to beat Texas, pays out plus one thirty. I'm on that all day. There's there's no way you guys don't cover a touchdown. I think so too. I was so before the season I identified this as NC State's not a bad team. Going on the road, like most run-of-the-mill programs. It's their Super Bowl when Notre Dame comes. That's how it's going to be. But then I saw the box score from the UConn game. Yeah. And that being said, this is like, and I feel like you would you would appreciate it. This is not the same Notre Dame team. When you have a quarterback, everything changes. A Whereas in, in the past couple of years, uh, oh, that's a fairly good team. That's probably, that they have a chance to beat you guys. Not that North Carolina State doesn't. But and this is a team that's, that you're going to have to play extremely well to beat. Yes. And, and it's not only that, like, it was terrible. I mean, we sat in the stands for that Stanford game. Having no quarterback and all these receivers didn't play last year. And they're good. And having no, having no quarterback just kills the morale everywhere. Yeah. Your corners aren't playing as well when they know that if they get the ball back to the offense, nothing's going to happen. Yeah. And, it, yeah, offensive line is – well, I mean, Nevin, Michigan, probably the two best offensive lines in the country. Um, Autrick Estime is a monster. It's it's a good team. I just – I've seen so many of these, like, random games in the middle of the season when it's a huge game for the other team. Notre Dame's probably already looking ahead to Ohio State. Um, I But <laughs> if they don't cover a touchdown, they, they're going to be better at pretty much every position. I mean, that's yeah. just the way it is. So – I'm with you on that. I it's at seven and a half now. It'll probably for me not to touch it. It'll probably have to get to ten. Yeah, I mean it's they and, should be fine. And I I think I think Bama gets the best of Texas. I don't I don't think that. Was. I'm on the other side. Yeah, Texas plus seven and a half. I I mean Texas did not look good in their opener. Bama did look good. Jalen Milrow looked really good. Um, it's at do we. Is it at Bama or is it a neutral site? It says here at Bama. It very well could be neutral. Honestly, I, it probably is. I'm just on Texas because I think it could stay close-ish. And if they're down 14 and get a late touchdown, and get a backdoor cover. Yeah. And for the record, mine is Bama just money line in, oh, in, yeah. in this Yeah, I think Bama. Parlay. Bama wins a game. Yeah. Uh, I also have a seven-point teaser. Unfortunately, it is not conference-themed like it was last week. Um Texas Tech plus six and a half against your boy. They host your boy Bo Nix in Oregon. Oh, um, I'm not. I'm not convinced. Um, this is a seven point teaser, so it moves the line to thirteen and a half. 
I didn't, I didn't hate the way Texas Tech looked this past week. Michigan to cover 29 and a half against UNLV. Um, first of all, let's, let's go back to the Michigan game last week. Jesse Minter took out the starters before we were covering. That is a uh, fill-in head coach mistake. Come yeah, on. You can't do that to, the, to your alumni. Yeah, you, you can't be doing that. Um, so anyway, that moves the line to minus 29 and a half. And uh, I also have Nebraska, who's currently plus three, moves the line to plus 10. That three-team seven-point teaser pays out plus 130. I have the, – the Texas Tech one is the only one that I have even a little bit of pause for. Um, but So anyway, those are my two for this week. What you got? My la- I was on Notre Dame minus – Anything up to 10, Texas plus seven and a half, and a Nebraska money line. Would you take Notre – like right now, would you take Notre Dame minus nine and a half to get yes. the extra, yeah. extra payout? All right. Yeah. All right. Before we move on from college football, can we talk about LSU getting bullied? Yeah, let's do it. They, they got bullied. First half it was like, oh, there's been a couple unlucky breaks. LSU could be winning this game big. And then the longer that game went, it was dudes on the Florida State site – side pushing around kids on the LSU side. The last touchdown was so disrespectful when Florida State could have just taken a knee and they ran it right down their throat. And then when they scored and that poor LSU DB got turned around, ran into the train at the goal line, and the dude just threw him off him and laughed at him. It, uh, it's a tough look. It was a tough look. Um, poor Brian Kelly. It's second year in a row he's dropped the opener. I – I'm not sure their season goes as well as last year. Yeah, I think think that's fair. I thought they had – I don't even know why I thought this. Probably just reading. I thought they had more dudes than they have. And, again, it's the opener. You don't know, but – I mean, how often does that happen? A coach will come in, reap the rewards to a certain extent of what the last guy did. Had a better Had a better better year in this first year, and then then the dust starts to settle. Um, If they're six and six, is his head called for? No. Surely not. Owed too much money? Yeah, I mean that certainly plays into it too. If he has two mediocre years in a row, I think he gets. I think he, they get it called for him. Uh, going back to Florida State, last time they had dudes like this and a quarterback under center, you know what happened? You're talking about Jameis, they ate a W in the national championship game. It, I, I like, I like their QB a little bit more after that game, but I don't know. It's, then again, my theory, old quarterbacks usually works out well. Yeah. He's an old quarterback. The I think it's thing, his sixth year. The one thing I will say that mitigates all of this is I suspect that that win isn't going to look nearly as impressive in right. a month and a half. Right. It just happened to be on national television against a top, what, but seven team. Florida State's also in the ACC, and it's an off year from Notre Dame. Yeah, so that's nice. I mean, they, they're going to be favored in every game, though. Yeah. They should be. I can't imagine they won't be. Yeah. Honestly, like I don't have anything against Florida State. It's it's a team that when they're good, it's good for college football. Yep. At least having a team in Florida that's good. Yeah. Plus, then you see all the Florida people in the uh, stands. <laughs> always a winner. I do like the chop, the tomahawk chop. That's a cool college football thing. Yeah. If I were you, I'd get your fill because I surely it won't <laughs> be lasting too awfully much longer. Let's go to. So what do we have? NFL. You have yeah. what, lines, futures, and is that it? Let's just give some general NFL thoughts. It's nice that it's coming back. I can't wait for the Octobox. I can't wait for the Octobox. I got. I also got Sunday ticket today. So while the Octobox is on, 
can actually choose the games that go on the side TVs. Some it's, of the games. So we're we're in South Bend. Some of the games that we have on our we get a lot of, a lot of bears, bears, lions, colts. Yeah, just the worst. So now we can choose whatever games we want to be on the side TVs. We are five days away from the Octobox. Sure, six days. Sure, something. By the time you listen to this, Wednesday, maybe four. Right? Yeah, four. Four days from the Octobox. Um, by the time you're hearing this tonight, the Chiefs open up with the Lions. Looks like Travis Kelsey isn't going to be playing. Um, we'll get to the Lions, but uh, I don't think they might be a little overhyped. Uh, yeah, definitely. But just we, always. But we had our definitely. fantasy draft. Started off a dynasty draft. Everything got mixed up. I'm starting a guy named Kendra Miller week one. That's going to be fun. And before you ask, it's not a 16-team league. It's only a 12-team league. 12. But I still figured <laughs> figured out a way to start Kendra Miller. Yeah, it turns out going zero RB and... <laughs> 12-team league is a little harder than in the 10-team league. But it is. It's nice to have it back. I love the NFL. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's start with let's start with futures. Let's let's get into the long term, and then we'll hit some short term. And I told you that I have a stat that'll oh yeah blow your mind. You sure did say that. Let's do. Um, do you have any Super Bowl futures? I do not. I have three. All right. I have a short one, a medium one, and a long one. I like that. All right. All right. Bills nine to one. Seems like good value. I like that. Um, I think Chiefs right now are six and a half to one. I give me the Bills at nine over Chiefs at six yes. and a half. Definitely. Um nine to one seems like good value. My mid range is the Jets at sixteen to one. See, if if the Jets and this situation happen if they were located in Buffalo, if they weren't in New York City the odds would be long. It'd be plus 2,000 or more. Them being in New York and the hype train is why they are what they are. But they were so good last year outside of quarterback. Yeah. I think they're like a top three defense. Garrett Wilson had a huge year with Randos throwing him the ball. A, assuming everybody plays to the high level. Brees again. Hall is back. Added Dalvin Cook. Like, it, if they are exactly last year's team, which they should be better, but if they're exactly last year's team and you're just swapping Zach Wilson for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I'm not going to say I don't like I don't like the odds. I it just I think those should be longer. And once again, it would be so funny if they were a dumpster fire this week. If this they're year. somehow worse than they were with Zach Wilson, yeah. that would be very funny. We watch Get Up pretty much every morning. You may know Greeny, bit of a Jets fan. That would be so funny if they were terrible. All right, what's your long one? Vikings, thirty-five to one. I don't hate that. And this is largely due to what I mean. Their offense is going to be should be very good. Um, I think the Bears are going to be worse than people think. The Lions are going to be worse than people think. And I have no idea on the Packers. I think the Packers are going to be better than people think, but yeah. people think so little of them that that's not. Yeah. So at 35 to 1, like the last, what, two of the last three years, they've been right there come playoff time. Now, and we're going to get to Kirk, I guess, but Kirk is going to have to win a lot of primetime games to win a Super Bowl, Inclu- including, including the, Super the Bowl. primetime game. Yeah. But he's getting older. He's a nice guy. What was the 35 to 1? Vikings. Yeah, at 35 to 1, you're simply looking for a team where there is a world in which it can happen. And there is and a there world. There is a world in which the Vikings. They have dudes Super on Bowl. that team. Yep. So, agreed. Um, MVP. I have MVPs. Do you? I do as well. Let's do that. I have two. Um, I have four, and I would venture to guess we have the same guys. All right. I don't think so. Maybe one of them. All right. So. <laughs> I went strictly value play here. Okay. Um, 
I think the NFL is going to do everything they can to get it out of the hands of Hertz and Mahomes. Okay. Those are guys that have won it recently. For some reason, there is a bias against Josh Allen. I don't think that he's going to win one. So well, let's I, get that out of the way. I have him, him at plus 850, and then I have a long shot. I mean, they're, I, I, he may be the best quarterback in the league this year, but I still don't think he gets it. Um, so I went Burrow at plus 750. He is seemingly the anointed one. All of the NFL... Media loves him. The media loves him. That's it. And that can sway a lot. Uh, I went with your boy Herbie at plus 1,200. Just off numbers, he's going to have a shot. I don't know how many games they're going to win, but if his guys stay healthy, probably not. He's going to put up numbers. I mean, the other two are pretty straightforward also. Trevor Lawrence. Yep. There's a lot of buzz there. He's still plus 1,500. Like That's still a very good payout. And I went a little bit longer shot Tua at plus 2,200. He really doesn't have any excuses any longer to not be the guy. And honestly, if he is the guy and they, he stays healthy all year, which obviously is built into his price, there's no reason he can't be right there. He has the best one-two in the NFL. In football, yeah. Um, so I have Allen at plus 850, and then I have Captain Kirk. 50 to 1. There's a world where he leads the NFL in yards and touchdowns. In that same world, does he win the MVP? If you have a quarterback that leads in yards, touchdowns, and they go 13-4? and four, I mean, I guess. And you want to talk about the media loving people. I guess if part A of that statement is true, part B will also. But I, I he has to see that world. He has probably the best receiver in the NFL. Yeah. This Addison kid is getting a ton of love as their number two receiver. He has a when I see it. top three to four tight end probably in Hawkinson. Mm-hmm. And the running game took a hit. They're going to be throwing, throwing, throwing. We've seen he can put up ridiculous numbers. I think this is the year he puts up the most ridiculous numbers of his career. All right. 50 to 1 is a long shot. 50 to 1 is a long shot. That, that's, not, that's not somewhere Let's I would put it be this way. some cash. It's the same odds as Trey Lance. Honestly, I might take Trey Lance there. <laughs> He's not even starting. You no, have to hope that gets hurt. I think... He, if he were to get into the lineup, there would be a more direct path for him to win an MVP than. But it'd have to happen week two of the latest. Early. Yeah, I maybe that's more of an indication of how how straight of Kirk's path is to win MVP. I also think Cowboys might suck this year. I'd be fine with that. That'd be yeah. funny. Um, I have a couple stat leaders. I have Brees Hall to lead the AFC East in rushing at plus five hundred. Ooh. Um, I mean, Ramondre Stevenson is basically his main competition apart from Dalvin Cook. But what about the other Cook? Um, I mean, you have to you have to take that into consideration that Josh Allen is going to run a lot, and Josh Allen's going to pass a lot. But yeah, uh, Drake London to lead the NFC South in receiving yards. Okay. Um, I think he's being vastly slept on this year. It requires your boy, Desmond Ritter, to not be terrible, which I've been told he isn't. Oh, I never said that. Oh, okay. I only said he has opportunity with everybody around him. He very well could be terrible. Um, plus 750. Like he's got, he's got a, should have a good running game. He's got a tight end to take some pressure off him. Um, and then the last one is Trevor Lawrence to lead the league in passing at plus 1,800. Okay. I have – we'll go with some of those props, I guess – First of all, a Super Bowl that I should have mentioned when I was doing my Super Bowls. I have an exact Super Bowl. 
Ooh. Bills over 49ers. I can see that. 60 to 1. What, what so, are the, I'm sure you don't have this in front of you, but I'm very curious what 49ers to make the Super Bowl. They're always there. They're always um, thereabouts. They had like the fifth shortest odds, fourth, yeah. fifth shortest odds. Well, Only the Eagles had shorter odds in the NFC. I can yeah, tell you that. Super. Um, I have, do you have a coach of the year? No. Mike Tomlin, 20 to 1. I can see that. Um, I have, do you have any playoffs, yes or no's? Uh, I have a playoff parlay, Dolphins and Packers to both make it, Ooh. plus 400. I have the Steelers to make it at plus 125. I like that. And I have the Lions to not make it at plus 140. I like that a lot. Plus 140 for the Lions to continue to be the Lions. Big. The big issue there is the NFC is just not the AFC. And they the could, NFC North. They could sneak in without being very good. Um, I have three stat ones. All right, I have I have th- uh, two regular season win total, and that's oh do those. One. All right, first one you'll, you're going to like this one. I have Lions under nine and a half. Yep, pays out plus one hundred. Um, as a former resident of the state of Michigan, it tends to go when the fans think the Lions are going to be good, they're terrible, and when the fans think the Lions are going to be terrible, I'm not going to say they're good, but they're less terrible. Yep, the fans are. All in, which only is going to lead to heartbreak. And it's still, I know he was good last year, but Jared Goff is still the quarterback of that team. See, I don't have so much of an issue with that. Just It's the same old Lions. Every single year, it's just a different version of the same, same song, brother. Who's uh, your other one? Other one is Raiders over six and a half. Um, oh. I don't think Jimmy G's that bad. I mean, are you telling me that Jimmy G is a substantial bit worse than Derek Carr? But I think there's a very good chance they go 0 and 6 in their division. They get Denver twice. I'm, I I for sure don't think they lose to Denver twice, and I'd be very surprised if they lost to the Chargers twice. Really? Yeah. Especially you start playing teams twice, it doesn't necessarily come down to who's the better team. They Maybe. also have the NFC North, which is potential to not be a particularly great division. Indy, I mean, unless I think. Richard Sharp does. had him as the easiest schedule, didn't he? I, I don't know. Uh, New England, the Giants, and the Steelers. I mean, there are for sure seven winnable games in there. And to get plus, I'm about that. My, I have three just randos that I did. I took Captain Kirk at most passing yards. So he could be not great. The Vikings could be not great. This could still hit. It's 13 to 1. I like that so much more than MVP, which makes sense considering it's. 13 and not 50 to 1. Amon Ra, most catches. 10 to 1. His last, I saw a stat today, his last 15-ish games when he's healthy, it's like 8 catches, 13 catches, 11 catches, 12 catches, 9 catches. His thing is, can he stay say, The last part of that sentence is basically every, my, my entire opinion of him and why I didn't touch him in fantasy anywhere. And the last one is... You should jump on this one, too, because it'd be fun. Just one period. Most interceptions. Team or player? Player. C.J. Stroud. So, Oh, that's the direction. Oh, yeah, I've been on that. The real popular one was Bryce Young. But, <coughs> but Bryce Young, he's a precision passer. Um, he played in the SEC. He already had to put it in windows. 
Um, CJ Stroud, I do not believe, I think it's, he's going to have to play one way or another. He's already been throwing picks in the preseason. And he's not going to get Ben. Yeah. He's not going to get Ben. He's not going to be out there for 17 games. It's not Ohio State. Um, yeah, I'm going to get in on that too. 20 to 1 is a big number. And there's precedent for rookies coming in and throwing a ton of picks. Yeah. Even Peyton Manning threw a ton I mean, of picks. Trevor That's Lawrence what? was the same way, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I, so I did pull up Warren Sharp's strength of schedule. The Raiders either have the second easiest or second toughest. I'm not entirely sure how to read this chart. Um, I I don't know. I don't know. But it's one of the two. Um, it would say the Patriots. I bet it's tough because the Patriots have the toughest. Being in that division makes sense. Um, other than that, I do not have – my level of confidence is – for the like long, long shots, I really like Bills over 49ers at 60 to 1. And I really like the Stroud most picks at 20 to 1. So that's what I have for season long. I, uh, it'll probably end up just being Mahomes MVP, Chief Super Bowl again, but you never know. You never know. All right. Uh, let's get to stuff for this week. Week one. Um, week one is always the toughest. We know the least. Yep. Uh, that being said, I have three lines and a prop for you that I am 100% confident in. Do your three lines, and then I have a parlay and a teaser, and then end with the prop. All right. So, 49ers go to Pittsburgh this this weekend. Uh, Niners are two-and-a-half-point favorites. I know that Pittsburgh, whatever they do, they always end up winning. They always end up above 500. Um, but early season – I'm not going to say Kenny Pickett's basically a rookie, but an inexperienced quarterback with that 49ers team that always just seems to get it done. I'll take I'll take the 49ers on the road. What's the line? Two and a half. Two and a half. You're taking to cover. Taking them to cover. All right. Browns plus two and a half against the Bengals. Joe Burrow tore his uh, calf <laughs> off the bone. <laughs> not actually true. Uh, it. That team is going to come in a little less cohesive than most. I don't think the Browns are very good, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Bengals still end up winning, uh, but give me the Browns with the points. Uh, Dolphins with the points at the Chargers. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of just in on the Dolphins, especially early in the year before they you know, get soft with the weather. Not that L.A. would be a weather problem at any point, um, but give me Dolphins with the points, plus three. Yep. I have a parlay and a teaser. The parlay is three money lines. The All Chiefs right. to win tonight. I think that's going to be your toughest one. Yep. The Vikings to beat the Bucks at home. No issue with that. And the Eagles to go to t- New England and win. I can see. Yeah. All they got to do is win. We have a plus 210 payout Ooh, on that parlay. That's fairly juicy. That's yeah. surprising. I think the Chiefs will be the biggest one, but, I mean, they're – they're raising the banner. It's home. Week one, even without Kelsey, they'll figure it out. And before we move off of this, even if the Lions win tonight, that does nothing to change anything that no. I've said about them. But I do. Show. But I do think they lose, and it starts their disappointing season. Yeah, that could be. Um, the other one is a teaser. It's a seven-point teaser. I am moving the Vikings, aforementioned Vikings, who mm-hmm. are playing at home against the Bucks to plus one. Slam the dunk. Dolphins heading to L.A. to plus 10. Slam dunk. And the Giants, who are hosting the Cowboys, 
to plus 10. That's That one might, might cause you issues. Plus 130 is the payout. But I really like the other two. And it's a uh, Sunday night football in the... In East Rutherford. That'll be nice, though. You'll have something something to watch during Sunday Night Football. And I like that. Monday Night Football, we have the Bills and the Jets. That'll be a good one. I mean, it's, I am so ready for week one. Greeny is going to be out of control Monday morning. Out of control. Even, like, we have a good Sunday afternoon slate. Like, it's just, everything's coming up NFL. Everything's coming up Scott Hansen. I could not be more excited. It's, it's we're, as we're recording, it's 3 o'clock. We got to be pushing the witching, witching hour. hour. Oh, man, I can't wait. All right, so my prop uh, before we move on to... I actually have a DFS stack for, for you this week. Okay. Um, but my prop. This comes from uh, Ari Myrov at My Sports Update. This is Patrick Mahomes in week one as a starting quarterback. He has four touchdowns, three touchdowns, three touchdowns, five touchdowns, zero interceptions across any of them. That's over five years. You can get Mahomes over two and a half passing touchdowns at plus 114. He's never not done that. And you think they might lose to the Lions? He could throw Raising three, the banner in Kansas City. He could City. throw three touchdown passes and they still lose. Burns will be in the house. And you think they might lose. No Chiefs a holic, though. Yeah. How many Super Bowls have they won with him in jail? I don't know if he was in jail. I mean, that's my point. Yeah. The banks will sleep easier. Bank managers. <laughs> also, my stack. Um, we don't know anything yet. It's an entirely new season. So when it comes to putting together a DFS lineup, I want to know. I want to take advantage of the one thing that I do know, and that's the Colts are going to be trailing the Jags, and they'll need to sling it. Give me Anthony Richardson and Michael Pittman on the stack. Do you think even losing, they let him sling it? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. My stack is... Who you mentioned, the Browns. Yeah, this is a good week for it. Watson, Cooper, and Joku. I think in joke so in Watson historically loves his tight end, and he has not played with very good tight ends. And Joku's the best tight end he's ever played with, probably by quite a bit. They have two pretty decent options on the outside with Cooper and Elijah Moore, um, and even your boy from Michigan, who's a nice outside option. I think Joku's going to do some damage in the middle of the field this year. Watson Sweet. looks there a lot. So we went to the to Lambeau to see the Packers and the Browns a couple of years ago, and it was on Christmas Day. And Joku's walking around before the game, no shirt. Probably the most physically impressive. He's a dude. I've ever seen. He is a dude. Yeah, that's a dude. That that's a dude. dude, man. The the thing about that, I feel like that gives you Darren McFadden vibes of like he looks really good in shorts. He how played good pretty a, good last year, though. How good of a football player is he? We'll see. We'll see. All right, let's move on. Documentary review. Uh, we watched <laughs> BS High on HBO Max. Um, maybe set the, set the stage for people who didn't follow along. So I'm sure a lot of you remember, this had to be two, three years ago at this point. Um, IMG usually gets a game on ESPN, so IMG is the big prep academy um, out of Bradenton, right? Yep. Bradenton, Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, tons of big-name athletes. And one year they played a school called Bishop Sycamore, which by halftime people were asking what was going on. And then they're like, this isn't a real school. Turns out they were right. Not a real school. Not a real school. So they made a documentary about it. My first reaction to this was naturally they are from Ohio. Yeah. I mean, it, that's, a, that's as Ohio as it gets. It, the, so Roy, the main guy, 
Set the stage on Roy. Roy is the central character. He is the one that started, you know, putting heavy air quotes here, started Bishop Sycamore. And the head coach. He is the head coach of the team. He's completely delusional. He is an interesting psychological case. He, and you'll see like some of the players, and I think this might be them trying to make themselves feel better. They're like, oh, well, he was a genius. He was a master manipulator. I don't think that's the case. I don't think he was like some kind of evil genius. He was just evil. I mean, he was just the first. He, like he knew how to manipulate, but it's not like he was skilled at it. I don't think there's anything genius about telling somebody that you know exactly what they want, what they want to yeah. hear, which is what he did. He told all of these kids, I'll give you a chance to get your grades up and I will get you into a D1 program. Every single one of those kids wanted to hear that. And they finally found somebody that would tell him that he just happened to be full of crap. And it was kids that were—they're not—they weren't D one players. They probably weren't D two players. Bomani had a quote in this documentary that absolutely had me rolling. Um, it was talking about so Roy was just taking grown men at one point, like he was going to colleges and JUCOs and getting twenty twenty one year old kids to come play high school football and just I guess forging the paperwork. And Bomani said well, they were grown men hidden by the fact that they just weren't very good. <laughs> He's getting these grown men. They weren't great football players. So I know I know you're not a Bomani fan, but he was the perfect oh, choice I, for I, that documentary. That and with what Bomani did in that documentary is what Bomani's so good at. And that's what's frustrating about Bomani. I'm not a huge Bomani fan, like when he has a standalone show or when he's standing on a soapbox. But when you allow him to get in a groove and just like dissect a situation, that's when Bomani is peak Bomani. And there's very few like them. And this documentary, it would, there, it's what shows like when ESPN and HBO, for whatever reasons, decide like we're going to hitch our wagon and let him run something. It's flashes like that why people do it. Yeah. Because he is very good at certain things and he was ripping yeah, he this dude to shreds. And roasted him. Like this Roy dude, I mean, Bamani is TKO. Couple of his mis- misgivings. Uh, he took out allegedly fraudulent PPP loans in the name of the the students when they would rent. Um, once again, putting this in air quotes, uh, housing for the kids. They would do it at like Fairfield or Baymont hotels, and basically they would stay there until the hotel got wind that they weren't going to pay, and then they would just kick them out. He has thousands of dollars worth of of hotel fees racked up in all these places. Um, I believe he referred to himself as a con man-ish in, in the documentary. And he said he is, lives in the gray, and, and then he called, called him Loophole Roy. Loophole Leroy, yeah. yeah. Are you a little surprised he's not in jail? I, I, you got to think it's still coming. Also, I think the producers like frame this in a way to get him to talk. Like I don't think he knew how it was going to portray him, because once they showed him the clips at the end of the other players, he, he got pissed, obviously. I think it's a little bit of exactly what he did to the kids. Yeah, I think they they played on his ego and said, we want to tell the Roy, whatever his last name is, story. And I don't think it takes a whole lot more. Honestly, if you and I emailed him and said, hey, we want to get you on the pod to hear the Roy story, I think we could probably get yeah. him. I'm not sure I want to, but I think we could probably get him. The What was maybe my favorite part of the entire documentary is everyone saw the IMG game. IMG game. They saw them getting absolutely ragdolled. 
they played a game 48 hours before that. Such He's, an insane move. They, that game was on a Sunday. He scheduled a Friday night game to get a little more cash in his pockets. And 48 hours later, they played IMG. I liked his his rationale. I was like, well, nobody says you can't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I played at about 3,700 levels lower than this. And 48 hours after a game, I felt like I got hit by a truck. There's no way you can turn around and play. Not only did they go play a team that also rocked them on that <laughs> yes, Friday night. And I'm sure they weren't feeling good. 48 hours later, they played the best team in the country. I enjoyed the fact that they... they Kind of, they, they did the focus of the documentary was building up to that IMG game. So they did a lot of like talking with the, the players and him about that game. And to a man, it seemed like they all believed that they were going to go into the Canton Hall of Fame field and beat IMG. I mean, that's just the epitome of delusion. It didn't happen. It, <laughs> it didn't happen. I mean, Ragdolled might be putting it mildly. What happened in that game? And of course, a bunch of them got hurt because again, they played forty-eight hours yes. earlier, and they were overmatched. Playing grown men, and it, it's just so funny that he was like picking kids off JUCO rosters, be like, "Come play high school." All right, let's venture a little bit into the allegedly and vibes category. Between the smile, he has one of the most haunting, like, it's kind of between a smirk and a smile. Like, I don't know exactly how to describe it. Like. This is never going to ca- catch up to me, smile. Like a psychotic con man. Between that, the geese story, he <sighs> allegedly just ran over a gaggle of geese, um, which isn't funny, just that... That he did it is funny. That he did it, and then they asked him, did you run over a gaggle of geese? And he's like, no. He's like, I did run over several, though, so technically, <laughs> I guess that is a gaggle of geese. Um, no, they're like, did you run over geese? He goes, oh, I ran over a geese, several of them. Several of them. <laughs> um, he gives off a little bit of serial killer vibes. Yeah, he's Sur- got surprised or shocked if that's in his locker. No, yeah, there's something dark going on with this dude. I don't know what it is. And, of course, he also has the domestic violence allegations. Um, he, yeah, I, there's something off with this dude. Uh, but to the best of our knowledge, he's still free and made no uh, secret about it. Sounds like he wants to run this con again. A new Sycamore. My only other note was he was the principal problem here. Um, but he was not the only adult in this situation. No. There were a few other people that could have blown this whistle, including, in my opinion, Trillian's mom. That just kind of let this thing keep on going. That like what he did was was horrific, but he definitely wasn't the only one here. No, and it was I don't know if it was people didn't want to tell him no or if they somehow believed them. But and like with the players and the parents, you can kind of give a pass. Like oh, we might end up playing D one. We got to do what we got to do for. It's largely why kids go to JUCO, honestly, and like why last chance you is like we'll do what we have to do for a while to fulfill our dream. There are other people in the Bishop Sycamore circle that probably could have said something. You would have certainly thought so. And, look, man, I don't even know if it's... There's some governing body. I don't know if it's ESPN or someone else. How they, how they let them step on a field with IMG is, like, could we just go out and get... Apparently we could. We could just go find random people and say, we want to play IMG. Yeah, I guess so. 
Is it working? I think the batteries might have died. Or maybe it just shut off. I can cut with that. Yeah, I don't know at what point. Alright, well, at this point, I mean... This, that doesn't go to that? What? Uh, that goes to the camera. I don't know, maybe it, maybe it uh, does go to that, gotcha. but that's what it's for. Yeah, it looks like the batteries are almost dead. So, um, maybe just say... Did just speak into that and give us a close? We need to, um, I'll, I'll, oh, the we, next we have a little bit, it looks like it came back on. So yeah, talk about the next one and then let's close. What's the next one? I don't remember. Oh, oh um, it's on HBO. Oh, class action part, gotcha. Okay. So yeah, that was, highly recommend watching BS High. The next one we're going to do is... Class Action Park. It's something I've seen. Gonna watch it again. I don't. You haven't seen it, right? No, not yet. It's um, basically about an amusement park that opened in Jersey back in the day. That uh, rules weren't the top priority there exactly. So it's very funny. It's a good watch. It's on HBO Max for next week. All right. With that being said, we will wrap this up for this week. We appreciate everybody listening. If you want to find us. On social, I am at hosted by Jay Hall and everything. And Kyle is at O'Connor Kyle. All right. We appreciate everybody. And we will see you next week.